Pregnant During the Pandemic. Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Stephen Clark. According to the CDC, pregnant women are at an increased risk for severe illness from COVID-19. They're more likely to be hospitalized, to be treated in an ICU, and to need a ventilator. Additionally, they have an increased risk of adverse pregnancy outcomes, like preterm birth. With us today to discuss this is Sue Tet, a midwife at SBH, who also happens to be pregnant. Welcome, Sue. Thank you. Let, let me just start out. Before we, get, before we get to the focus of today's interview, why don't you start by telling us a little about the training and day-to-day -day responsibilities of the midwife? Absolutely, and thanks for having me today. So um, I am a midwife, and um, I got my uh, doctor of nursing degree um, in, from Columbia with a specialization in midwifery. And um, I have started working at St. Barnabas Hospital in the middle of the pandemic um, in April of 2020. And um, so I attend births, um, hospital births. Um, I have a L&D shift once a week, and then I also have clinics um, where I see, um, you know, patients from nine to five, um, four days a week. I, I guess it's a misconception that you only deal with pregnant women, right? It is. So uh, midwives provide primary care uh, to all women from, you know, um, you know, until menopause, uh, primary care, uh, we do uh, preventative care, we do pap smears, we do annual, um, you know, screening, GYN, family planning, um, all of that, um, including, you know, antepartum, intrapartum, and postpartum. Um, I understand that you didn't start out as a midwife, right? You were a nurse, and then eventually you evolved to becoming a midwife? Went back that to is, school, I guess? That is correct. Um, so I was a labor and delivery nurse for 10 years. Um, that was in Long Beach, California. And um, I've always um, loved taking care of women in labor. And um, I always feel like I could do more. And I, so I went back to school to get my advanced degree. And um, I love uh, all aspects of midwifery, um, including, you know, the support of physiologic birth, as well as, you know, using evidence-based practice. So I feel like I'm, you know, doing the best of two worlds. Okay, so let's get to the, the most timely question. Should pregnant women get the COVID-19 vaccine? That's the million-dollar question, Steve. Um, experts are saying that we don't know, um, which is very um, confusing for, you know, for public. And I think that it is very important that, you know, pregnant women speak with their healthcare providers because it depends, it's, it comes down to a personal decision. Um, it really comes down to assessing the risks, like what is her exposure? What is the risk of exposure to COVID? Uh, what uh, community does she live in? What is the COVID rate in the community that she lives in? Is she a frontline worker, a healthcare worker? Uh, does she work in the grocery store where she 
uh, at more risk for being exposed to COVID. Um, those risks needs to be weighed with the theoretical risk of getting the COVID vaccine. And um, so those that conversation needs to be um, um to be done with a healthcare provider, and then it really comes down to the personal decision. And then that personal decision needs to be supported uh, by the healthcare provider. Now, you told me that you, you have or plan to get it. I did, yes. Yeah. So it it did take me a while um, uh, to come to the decision just because of the lack of data in pregnant and pregnancy and lactation. But when I really looked at the data um, and then the way it was that the vaccine is made and then the integrity of it, and when I looked at the data, I feel more confident of getting the vaccine because I'm in, I'm a, a healthcare worker. I'm exposed to COVID, you know, patients every day, potential risk of getting COVID is a lot higher. And so I had to weigh those risks and uh, versus the theoretical risk of getting the vaccine. And I ended up getting my first vaccine last last Wednesday. So I'm getting, I'm waiting to get my second vaccine. Well, what, what does the limited data tell us about the vaccine in pregnant women, if anything? There is nothing because the pregnant women were not part of of the research or de- you know developing the covid vaccine so we really don't know however we do know that um, it is not a live vaccine uh, which is that's which is why it's not con- theoretically not contraindicated in pregnancy you know other vaccines such as flu and tdap vaccines are routinely administered administered and recommended during pregnancy um, so it's not like all vaccines are contraindicated in, in in pregnancy so based on that data of how the vaccine was made and developed um, and, you know, I, I've decided that, okay, this theoretical risks are very low and it's not a live vaccine. And I have a very high chance of, you know, getting sick from, from COVID uh, infection. So, which is why I personally decided to, to have the vaccine. Is, is there any reason to think the vaccine could be a danger to lactating women or, or in terms of a woman's fertility, if she's thinking about getting pregnant? Yes. So in terms of breastfeeding, there is so far, uh, there is no data that suggests that breast milk is transmitted um, uh, or, or COVID, um, is tran- COVID vi- virus is transmitted in the breast milk. But in terms of the vaccine and the efficacy of antibodies uh, passing into the breastfeeding and potentially protecting the baby, that that data is not known. However, there is a risk of tra- uh, transmitting the COVID virus to your infant child if you're breastfeeding through respiratory droplets. What about fertility? Any reason that there is no data? There is no data that suggests that it it, um, affects um, fertility. Do you have many of your pregnant patients, or not, take that back, uh, patients who are not pregnant who are considering getting pregnant? Do they talk to you about whether this is maybe not a good time to get pregnant? Um, I haven't had much patients like that, and you know. 
I think one reason is because the COVID vaccine hasn't been available to the public as yet. Um, and it, and as far as I've talked to them about it, there unfortunately there's a lot of hesitancy, um, you know, in the community that I serve um, in terms of getting the vaccine, and which I completely understand. You know, there's lack of data, and then the misinformation that they're receiving from other, you know, sources, you know, you know, from the internet and all of that stuff definitely put them at. Um, you know, uh, being uh, unease about getting the vaccine. So I think it is, as a healthcare provider, it's just important for us to open up that conversation because, you know, she may be thinking about it, but not really bringing that up. And I think, you know, hey, you know, I think it's important for us to bring that up. And are you consider getting pregnant in the next year? And if you are, you know, what are your risks? Where do you work? What is your job? And are you using, you know, universal precautions? You know, how do you feel about getting the COVID vaccine when it becomes available to you if you're thinking about getting pregnant? And I think these are the conversations that, uh, you know, us as healthcare providers should open up about um, and, and talk with our patients. Well, you mentioned earlier in the conversation that um, certain women may not be, uh, it may not be a good decision, basically, under certain circumstances, if you live in certain areas, if you have to deal with certain conditions, that maybe getting pregnant at a during a pandemic for many women may not be a, a good idea. Is that fair to say? Well, I mean, I think that it comes down to what the health risk factors are like. You know, uh, we do know that whether in pandemic alone or not, you know, obesity, diabetes, you know, um, um, uncontrolled asthma or hypertension and all of that stuff puts them at a higher risk um, when, when they do get pregnant. But it's not, you know, we don't necessarily discourage them to get pregnant um, because of those conditions. We just let them be aware that these are the risk factors. And when you do decide to get pregnant, because of your risk factors, please, you know, come and receive care as soon as possible, as soon as you um, you find out that you're pregnant. And then especially during COVID, I would stress that even more, um, you know, do universal precautions, stay at home as much as you can, wear a mask, you know, stay six feet apart, wash your hands. And if you, uh, you know, do all of that, um, the chances are, I mean, you limit your chance of getting, um, you know, COVID infection or, or um, you know, getting sick or potentially uh, sicker from being pregnant based on their, you know, health uh, risk factors. Have many of your pregnant, have any of your pregnant patients gotten COVID? I would say um, a handful of them, yes. Um, and then that's because not... Um, um, when they come to the hospital is when they get tested. Um, when I actually see them in the office, you know, there's no universal testing. So, you know, I don't know if they're sick or if they've been asymptomatic or anything like that. But yes, um, I think that recently I received a report from our St. Barnabas Hospital, um, a COVID report, I think, um, 
think our percent rate is like six point something uh, based on the admission um, positivity rate. So uh, yeah, I do I do see a handful of them um, coming back with positive uh, COVID positives. And they're asymptomatic and they don't. Right, right, right. What, 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 once you learned that you were pregnant, uh, were there certain precautions that you started to take that maybe you were a little lax at before? You know, I have to say that I've been very vigilant about this PPE situation and I take it very seriously. Um, you know, in the back of my mind, it it pushes me to be even more vigilant and be even more aware. But I didn't change my practice. I, you know, I wear what the, you know, CDC recommended uh, for what PPE should be like: a gown, a mask, and a shield, and gloves, and you know. So all of that, I, I take PPE very seriously. Should there be any concerns about delivering in an environment like what we have today? I do um, understand where um, the concern would be, and I know I can reassure you that we're taking um, all the precautionary measures to make sure that, you know, the person delivering a baby and also as well as a support person are safe, um, you know, at our hospital, all our um, laboring rooms are private and um, uh, we all wear you know our PPE as recommended by the CDC and then they all get tested uh, once they're admitted uh, the, 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 the patient and the support person and um, so as far as our, our precautionary measures I feel confident that we're doing all the best that we can to protect our patients and then also our you know staff and you know members of healthcare healthcare providers what are you due? I am due end of March. Okay, well, best of luck and thank you for joining us today on SBH Bronx Health Talk. Thank you um, so much for having me, Steve. Pleasure. I think, it's, I think it was an important conversation. Uh, for more information on services available at SBH Health System, visit www.sbhny.org. Until next time. <laughs>